Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 325, recording date May 14, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. Hi, I'm Kristoff. Thanks for listening to the <laughs> Rough House Podcast. <laughs> Have I replaced Kristoff with an AI? What's happening here? Hi, welcome. To podcasting roughing housings. <laughs> I do suppose there is a point where there's enough audio of both of us where oh we could create a reasonable enough AI. Is this, is this my out? Is this my out for not having to get up and do this on Sunday mornings? Don't put it. Don't you. Don't you give me hope. Don't you give me hope, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, uh, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yes, uh, hello, welcome. Uh, thank you to our patrons, of course, for your continued patronage. Uh, and thank you for our dear listeners for giving us a spin wherever you are listening to us. As always, the world of wrestling has a lot going on. Uh, so we're, we're just going to go ahead and get into all of it. I have a fun game, Chris, because oh, I'm boy. fairly sure you do not have any knowledge of how any of this went. So let's hit this button. <laughs> Don't act like you know me. <laughs> so here's the question, sir. Okay. Was there audio I was supposed to hear that? Because oh, I didn't hear uh, any audio. Oh, weird. Okay. So apparently the audio is not working. Okay. But all right. We'll just roll with it anyway. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I thought it was it was coming through just fine, but apparently uh, it's not. So never mind. It. Hang Sorry. on. Let's try one more time. The World hey, Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Are we going to edit that awkward bit out? Of course nope. not. Uh, anyway. That would take a modicum of effort on my part, which <laughs> will not happen today. The World Heavyweight Championship Tournament has occurred. We're down to the final two already. Okay. We had two triple threats on Monday, mm -hmm. leading to a final one-on-one -on -one match for the Raw side. Okay. And then two triple threats on Friday leading to a final one-on-one -on -one match on the SmackDown side. We have our winners. And Chris, I want to find out who you thought won each match along the way. Okay. Have you All seen right. any of the results? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for the Raw side, we had Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, and The Miz in a triple threat. Okay, Finn Balor, Judgment Day, Cody Rhodes of, did you know his dad was Dusty Rhodes? Uh, that's Fame. what I hear. And the Miz of still gainfully employed after all these years. Yeah, okay. shockingly enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it had to have been Cody Rhodes, right? 
I'm sorry. It was not Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes instead had the shit beat out of him by Brock Lesnar because that feud must continue. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. That's hysterical. Uh, Bro- Brock showed up with a big old shiner because apparently uh, the busting open was semi-legit. Oh, oh yeah. He got hard weight at uh, Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. And the Dolph. Dull fart of a main event after the uh, you know pop of all pops that Bad Bunny got. Oh my God, did he ever! Uh, I, again, folks, if you didn't check it out, just look up his intro. Yeah, from the pay per view or sorry, premium live event from mm. last Saturday. Mm. Uh, whoever, by the way, decided that when you have a sold out arena, you should have a drone film entrances. Right, genius. Yeah, it looked amazing. Also, probably every show should happen in Puerto Rico from now on because that crowd was incredible. I think what happened was they watched the firm deletion and saw some drone footage and was like, hey, <laughs> I think we should use a drone tonight. You know, it's probably Jeremy Borash. Now that you think about it, because he's. Over oh, there yeah. Now. Yeah, so, that's true. So that would that would completely track. Hell, I think Borash even used. Uh, and this is this is an inside, inside, inside baseball reference, because I know we were both at the show. Clearly, no one else would have probably done it. Do you remember at one of the NXT live events up in beautiful, shining Bella, Maryland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a pre-match promo for the match that EC3 had that was filmed in downtown Baltimore. I do vaguely remember that. That motherfucker was shot with a drone. Huh. <laughs> Okay. Just a random fucking promo that decided to film in Harbor Place, or not Harbor uh, Place. Uh, where, where's the area called with yeah. the, like the the landmark and all that? Is that Harbor Place? Harbor Place is like the the mall oh, area. Okay, so not by that. The... What, what what do they call that part again? I forget where like the the movie theater was and the Whole Foods is and all that stuff. I mean that's. Where the Whole Foods is just Fell's point to me. I don't know. Oh, okay. I feel like there was a harbor base. <laughs> Probably name for that they region. just they just make up you know uh, neighborhood names to boost property values. Exactly. Um, harbor North, Harbor East, Harbor East is what. Harbor it was East. Okay, yes. there you go. I got gotcha. you. Um, I'm with you. But yeah, uh, for some reason they shot a promo in, in Harbor East for a house show in Bel Air. I mean, it's Baltimore adjacent. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, well, at this point, it wasn't on TV. They should have just fucking done it at Jimmy's because everybody was there the <laughs> night before and the night of. And, yeah. you know, oh, well, somebody slept on a prep table, I think. R- Ribera of America. Yeah. I think Jimmy's fucking the Miz's famous. third child was conceived on the prep table at Jimmy's Famous Seafood or something like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel sorry for whoever ate the mayo that week. I don't know. It tasted awesome. Anyway, Finn <laughs> oh, Balor, Cody take. Rhodes, Miz. It was not Cody. Hysterical. Would you like to guess who it was? I mean, Finn Balor then? Because he has something going on at least? That's okay. correct. It was Finn Balor. Then on the other match for Raw, we had Shinsuke Nakamura, Ooh, Seth freaking Rollins, mm-hmm. because by God, that's his name, and yeah. Damian Priest, because they went, you know what? You did a good job Saturday. Let's, yeah. let's have you sniff a main event. Okay, so it couldn't have been Damian Priest, because Correct. then it would have been Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, uh, and we would have had a finger poker doom situation, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it's uh, old Shishi Nakamura and, uh, and Seth freaking Rollins. I mean... Knock has had really nothing going on tonight, to my yep. knowledge, recently. I haven't yep. heard his name 
in a very long time. So I'm going to say Shinsuke Nakamura. No. Uh, <laughs> Seth. Correct. Okay. So then that meant we had in a rematch for the original Universal title match. Oh, wow. Yeah. Had Finn Balor versus Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, would you like to guess who is going to be the Raw representative in the finals in Saudi Arabia at Night of Champions? Oh, well, uh, so Balor won that original meetup. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that Seth won this one. Correct. So All the right. Raw side is Seth. Okay. So it took us to Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first triple threat match was AJ Styles, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. Wow. That's... Edge and Rey Mysterio, by the way, have been... Pillars of SmackDown for 20 years at this point. Yeah. I mean, there may have been some gaps in coverage, but yeah, but more or less. It's wild to me that here we are two decades on. Yeah. And they're still stiffing world titles on that side. It's it's actually kind of that's a pretty great match because those are three absolute legends. And what I saw of it was actually pretty decent. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, Okay, I, I don't see Ray going for a title. Um, Edge has, I think he said this week that he wanted to retire as champion Correct. or something like that. Correct. So could be Edge. Uh, and then the other one was AJ, yeah. uh, who recently came back from injury, yep. if I recall yep. correctly. Broken ankle. So... First really major injury of his career, too, too which, which is wild. pretty crazy, yeah. considering his level of athleticism. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't just to cover up another tattoo on his, uh, midsection. <laughs> no, 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 His wife didn't pop out another, Wendy no, didn't pop no. out another baby. Not, not another child named AJ. No. Yeah. I forgot I knew his wife's name. Thanks, Mojo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wendy. Uh, I hope he uses that voice for Sweet Tooth. That's all I'm saying. Uh, actually, uh I'll uh, say AJ. I, I, oh, well, oh, I will tell you. Ding. Let's hit that again. All right. There we okay. go. Yes, it was indeed AJ. Uh, who won that match? I I don't want to ruin your your fun too much about the uh, the forthcoming Twisted Metal show. Yeah, but Joey Samoe is only the body. The oh, voice really? is Will Arnett. Okay, it's certainly a choice. Well, I, I mean, Will Arnett's body is not physically imposing in any way, no, so I understand no, that. No, <laughs> he's tall. I, I will just say that. It's going to be weird that the voice of GMC Trucks is going to be <laughs> Sweet Tooth. Just... Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's Lego Batman to me. I don't know who he is to you. That's uh, <laughs> uh, so that's that's was George Oscar Bluth. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. let's go. Uh, the former Mrs. Uh, Mr. Amy Poehler Correct. at one point, uh, amongst other things. The guy's prolific. Yeah. Didn't he star in a short-lived sitcom with Christina Applegate and Maya Rudolph yes, as well? Yes, Up All Night. Yes, it that's called. it. And, it, and if I remember right, that was a show. By the way, this is the only pro wrestling podcast <laughs> where you will get Up All Night references well, in the NBC. year of our Lord 2023. It was, like a, it was a mid-season fill-in, I think. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, it started like as a single camera and then moved to a multi-camera or mm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like at some point they just went, eh, it's not working. So let's try another visual format for it. Yeah. Cause Maya Rudolph's character was like an Oprah type. Yes. Uh, and then Christina Applegate was her best friend slash assistant sort of yes. thing. She and then Gail. she got, and then she had uh, a baby, right. Yeah. And that complicated oh, the, the entire thing. Bye bye. Yes, man. That's a good, uh, that's a good trivia question for, uh, 
for my my side gig there. That's, there a, that's a, a deep cut. But yes, uh, AJ Styles. Anyway, yeah, we, he, he we won really off the rails there. And then the other match was U.S. Champion Austin Theory. Okay, our buddy Bobbert Lasharelli. Hey, Bobby. Hey, and Sheamus. I thought you were going to say Shane McMahon at first. I was like, wow, that's a quick recovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy shit. He, he rolled up with his busted ass quad. <laughs> Although, for whatever reason, I follow him on Instagram and he posts like gym photos of him like lifting in the gym with a blown quad. I was like, all right, dude, fucking simmer down. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Except apparently me who followed him at some point. Yes. Um, okay, so Seamus, Austin Theory, and who was the third? Uh, Bobbert Lasharelli. Oh, Bobby. Uh, Shamo. Let's go, Shamo. Mm. Big shame. No, I'm no? sorry. I'm sorry. It was. It not is a Seamus. shameful thing. Lobster yeah. head. <laughs> oh, uh, it ended up being AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. Hey, Bobby. So, so a TNA uh, championship rematch from 15 years ago yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, if that. Uh, yeah. But yes. Uh, so who do you think is facing Seth Rollins in Saudi Arabia? I mean, honestly, on paper, those are both two really good matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'll because I feel like and I know his career is winding down. Uh, I'm going to say AJ. That's correct. So it's going to be AJ okay. Styles, Seth Rollins, one on one in Saudi Arabia. See, I could book WWE. Yeah. I get the shit. I mean, on paper, it's not a bad match. No, I mean those are two. You know, of I mean AJ's a little bit older, but yeah. you know, similar. They're they're of the same, same generation. Stature. Of, yeah. of WWE main eventer types. Just different um, routes to get there. Yes. Routes? Routes. Yes. Do you say route or route? Uh, I think both work. I I'm think it's a tomato, tomato say. thing. Oh, uh, I, I think I say route. 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 Yeah. Route, route seven. Route seven. Route, route seven sounds weird to me. Yeah. Uh, related. Do you say ant or aunt? Uh, usually ant. Gotcha. If I'm like doing something speaking professionally, I, I will try and say aunt mm-hmm. to try and be, you know, a normal person. But it's aunt there. All right. It's, it's my aunt. Well, uh, that's going to be the finals. It's going to be at Saudi Arabia. We're also going to have Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar again in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and now another fun guessing game. Oh, boy. Would you like to guess who of all people Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are the current tag team champions, will be defending their belts in Saudi Arabia against. I'm sorry. Did you say Sami Zayn is going to Saudi Arabia? Sami Zayn's going to Saudi Arabia. Wow. Yes. I mean, on both sides, like for Sami to agree to do it and for them to allow him to come. Apparently, it's because relations between Saudi Arabia and Syria have been restored. Uh-huh. That's, okay. That's the PR reason, at least. Sure. Yes. Mm. Oh, man. I, I don't. I feel I got a, I got a queasy feeling in my stomach. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, who are they going to face is what you're asking yes. me? Yes. Who are they defending the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships against? Uh, the Usi Bros, right? Again? No? Nope. No, uh, they just beat them at uh, the first night of the draft. Okay, then one of the Usi Bros and and Solo. Mm. Although you're half there, halfway there. Okay, Solo and Paul Heyman. Mm. So 
so close. Okay, uh, the other Usi bro and Paul Heyman. Nope. Shit. You're, you're kidding, right? It is going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. The dude already has two fucking titles. Motherfucker's about to get two more. <laughs> I mean, this has got to be a Fall Guy solo situation I, here, right? One would assume... Or someone just like, fuck it. I know we just invented a belt because Roman can't defend belts. Give him two more. Strap him up, brother. Let's go. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put that by him. Um, <laughs> wow, that's just... I don't know. I, I, that's just a lack of creativity is what it is. Like, can you not get these two guys away from this fucking bloodline thing? I know, right? Uh, like, it, let them... Like, they, they they overcame everything. They won the titles. They beat them. Just let them move on and do other things. Yeah, it, it's... What the fuck? It, it's it's really an indictment of this, the, just the stage of tag teams right now in WWE. I mean, there are decent teams, you know. They aforementioned Usos, but they've already run that. Uh, 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 oh, God, I almost... Isn't Alpha Academy heels? Alpha Academy are heels. Street Boom, Profits... Done seem to be in a weird tweener position since their move to SmackDown. Really? Um, yeah. They, they, so they are having a match next week against LA Knight and Rick Boogs. And LA Knight has this weird cult thing going on. Okay. Like uh, not, 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 uh, not Wyndham uh, type. Uh, no, 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 no. Like no. as in the crowds really behind oh, 41 uh, year old LA Knight. Gotcha. Not a gimmick, but just an, an yeah. actual, you know. Yeah. Organic following. Yes. Uh, the reason why it's Rick Boogs is the segment where uh, he challenged the Street Profits to a tag team match. He said, uh, I'll take anyone. And Rick Boogs was just out of earshot and popped in. So I didn't even know he had returned. Yes. Yes. He he just came back. OK. Yeah. That was like a, year? a whole year. Yeah. Because yeah. he blew his quad to last WrestleMania. Yeah. Because he wow. did the uh, against the Usos to weirdly. Yeah. Play it all together. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah, I. It it really is uh, a sad state of affairs that that's that's what they're doing, uh, and and it shows they have no one else for Roman too. Well, no shit, because <laughs> he shouldn't have the titles anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's almost as if he should have lost them back at Mania. I really Cody Rhodes. I really can't wait until the Cody Rhodes tell all of the month leading up to and including WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Whenever it happens, whether it be podcast reality, t- well, I can't trust a reality TV show. Right. Well, I can't trust anything. He says he's a fucking worker, but yeah. you know, well, I, maybe I, it'll I make more narrative sense than AEW all access where I'm pretty sure you have to actually know what's going on behind the scenes to understand the behind the scenes show. Yeah, I've, I've watched two episodes so far, and it's giving off bad Total Divas vibes. Yeah, but like, I, not, I, not I just love, like, there's the, the whole story about the Young Bucks being away and yeah. having to, to figure out what to do and whether or not fans are going to like them, while they never address or talk about why they went Why away. they were, yeah, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, there's they said that they, you know, they... L- lightly address it, but they never went into any detail. They never mentioned names. They never yeah. said, you know, said actually what happened. They just said they, right. they did something that they regretted and got suspended for it and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. It, and it's also the fact where um, they're very bad at editing these mm-hmm. shows yes. because when you can see a sign behind somebody that says UMBC when they, they framed it to be in Florida or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, 
come on, guys. It's very clear that they are piecing together. Oh, yeah. um, Non-chronologically. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's it's a little bunk. But, you know. Yeah. It'd be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. It do. It do. Uh, Uh, But, yeah. uh, I'm a 40-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) On God? For real? For real? Oh, yeah. Shit's on fleek. (laughs) (laughs) Dead ass? Dead ass AF, bro. <laughs> anyway, let me let me hit another button before we just fall completely down Gen Z culture I'm rabbit hole. Gonna have a fucking smoke. The best of the Super Juniors kicked off for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Chris, it's very clear after just two nights of action what the entire plan is. Okay, it's very simple. Get over Mike Bailey. Okay. Dude is undefeated so far. All right. Good. Beat Hiromu Takahashi on night one. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see anything, whether it was clips on Twitter or, or what Not have even you. that. Cork and Hall was losing their fucking mind for Mike Bailey. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and then he had he, never wrestled in New Japan before. Ne- this is the first time in New Japan he wrestled in DDT for a little right, while. So, right, right. Uh, I suppose, even though it's been... I think it was pre-COVID the last mm-hmm. time he was there. Um, I I guess, you know, you could say there was a, a fan base for him, uh, at least a, a cult level one. But uh, yeah, uh, dude is is getting pushed very hard. He just beat TJP, who, of course, had been pushed into, you know, the junior tag title role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like the whole concept of this is make him a big deal. Good. Um, secondarily, it's about getting Kevin Knight over more. Uh, he's, of course, one of the L.A. Dojo guys who's currently. Isn't it Kite? Is there an N there? Or is, it, is there an N there? It's it's K-N-I-G-H-T. It's not, oh, yeah. I thought it was K-I-G-H-T. God, I can't read. It's what okay. is happening to me? It's okay. It's okay. I'm like doing Kushida my. are the junior tag champs now. I'm doing my predictions in the app, and I was like, okay, Kevin Kite, sure. Yeah. Maybe they, they spelled it weird because, you know, translations and whatnot. There are frequent uh, uh, snafus in, in spelling in the app. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possi- possibly that. Or possibly that my eyesight and all my other major organs are failing simultaneously. So Welcome to your 40s, bud. Oh, brother. But yeah, uh, it just seems like this is going to be a big vehicle to make Speedball a a big star in New Japan, which pretty fucking cool considering just a few years ago he was banned from crossing the border into the right? United States and trying yeah. to figure out what to do with his career. So uh, kudos to that guy. How is um, how's Leo Rush doing? Uh, let me see. Over the two nights so far on night one hasn't there been uh, three nights wasn't wasn't there a show last night oh as if well? there was last night i haven't looked at the results gotcha gotcha um gotcha. but uh leo defeated show on night one okay and then on night two uh he defeated taguchi so it looks like leo's getting a bit of a push too okay all right i mean it's good the outsiders you know the i guess uh, is leo a heel i think leo might be I don't know how he is uh, in he's, Japan he's a, at the he's moment. He's a face right Is he a face? Now, okay. Because um, he had the uh, junior tag title match at uh, um, Tokyo Dome. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, against mm-hmm. Uh, TJP and uh, Francisco Akira. I forget right. who his partner was. Was it Kushida? It might have been Kushida. I don't remember. Kushida's in there as well. Not doing well to my recollection. Yeah, dropping falls left and right. He's yeah. In the, uh, he, he's in the lost post column right now. 
yeah. putting over the the youngins, which considering the apparent reason for his original leaving of New Japan is kind of funny. Which was refresh uh, my memory. He he uh, felt like he'd done everything that was possible as a junior heavyweight, and he wanted to be pushed as a heavyweight. Ah, and you know, become a bigger star. And, and now he's were like, back in nah. That's the super juniors. So he's like, cool. I'm gonna go to NXT, and I'm gonna make myself a star in the states. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, that that went real well. Well, we got yeah. to see him at a couple uh, Bel Air Armory shows. That's true. So that's that was true. fun. I, I I suppose in that regard, it it worked out okay. He did have a pretty cool intro in NXT. I like the hitting of the watch and the lights thing. That was yeah. that was a fun game. And, and they reunited the time splitters uh, yeah. in NXT, which is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although they're doing more with that now in, in Impact. Impact, right. Um, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if this momentum continues for Bailey. Um, and and whether or not they decide to pay it off with like a junior title shot or even putting the junior title on him, um, but I mean, hey, yeah, uh, there are worse ideas out there for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, everybody in this tournament faces everybody, correct? Yeah. There's not blocks well, uh, or anything. There's there's an A block and a B block. Uh, there are two blocks. Yeah. Okay. Do you, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Is there a uh, are Bailey and Despy in the same block, or are they in separate? They're in separate blocks. Mm, okay. Um, right now, no, granted, I only have the results through night two in front of me. Sure, so sure. Night three could have uh, could have been some major things because I haven't seen the results posted yet anywhere. Yeah. Um, just looking at the blocks right now, uh, Bailey and Bailey Leo and Taji Ishimori are all leading a block with four points. Nice. And then B block is led by uh, Kanemaru and Robbie Eagles, both with four points. Kanemaru, why? <laughs> Great question. Okay. You know what? This many years in, they decided now is the time to pull the trigger on Yoshinobu I mean, Kanemaru. You know. I feel he's like, not bad, but no, he's not bad. But of all the, there are a lot of good names, big names in the yeah. tournament this year. Yeah, uh, for him, and I don't remember who he's who he's faced. So let me see if I can get uh, some results here on my. Uh, my Kanemaru uh, defeated Dan Maloney on uh, night two. Uh, oh no, it does say Kevin Knight. I just can't read. Yeah. Uh, okay, so last this fourteen, yeah, that's today. Uh, show one. Clark Connors won. Uh-huh. Ishimori won. Mm-hmm. Is that, that Despy? Despy won. Uh, Kevin Knight won. Mm-hmm. Kushida lost. Uh, Robbie Eagles lost. That new guy whose name I don't remember you just said won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't make out who that is in that photo. Uh, but yeah, those are just for what I can see. And. I, I got uh, 159 points for my predictions. Hey, I don't know if that's good or bad. Congratulations. It's not bad. My rank is uh, was 1,294 of all the people who put in predictions through the app for uh, for that. So Okay. That's, well, eh. suck it 1,295. It's Chris not too bad. I did better the past two nights, though. So Gotcha. Anyway. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and hit this button as uh, there's a lot to talk about with this company. Sounds like it's going to be a very, very big week for AEW this coming week. It was mm. hinted at and alluded to in a, as always, excruciatingly awkward pre-tape promo from Tony Khan <laughs> on Wednesday. 
this Wednesday. We did 38 takes. This was the best one. <laughs> uh, this coming Wednesday, it is the Warner Brothers Discovery Upfront. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who are not well versed in the world of television, one, thank you for being a normal person and not being a weirdo like me. It's the Comic-Con uh, panel for TV networks. Basically. Uh, yeah. the, the idea is they are unveiling their forthcoming television schedule and shows and all of that for advertisers. It it is really just a dog and pony show to entice advertisers to spend money on them. It is anticipated that this Wednesday, and again, because of that promo you consume, yeah, it's true, that we will have the official announcement of the debut of AEW Collision, Mm -hmm. which will be the Saturday night TNT show. Uh, Tony Khan did say, stay tuned to TNT for the announcement. Mm -hmm. If I am looking at the TV schedule correctly for Wednesday night, there is an NBA playoffs Mm pre-show followed by NBA playoffs. The pre-show is at 730. Mm -hmm. I would say there is a non-zero possibility that there is a big ad for collision that airs sometime before Dynamite on Wednesday. Okay. Um, so that in turn, that will be on TNT. And then on TBS, we'll get the rest of the big announcement. And as for what that is, that has been the focus of a shit ton of speculation. Oh, yeah. And, and what I will say is what we think we know and what has been spread around. So what we think we know is Wednesday, in addition to the announcement of Collision, which is supposed to debut this June, show at the United Center, return of CM Punk, mm-hmm. all of that, we are supposed to find out about a new television deal between AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery. Right. Uh, part of which was the exclusive rights to all AEW programming. No interest in Ring of Honor, but all <laughs> AEW programming, which is why... Dark and Dark Elevation have, well, gone dark uh, because, you know, no more YouTube shows. Beyond that, we don't have anything solidified. But the speculation is ahead of their deal uh, expiring in January 2024, Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Discovery has decided to put quite the ring on it. They have... (laughs) <laughs> unfortunately not for no. not for tony sorry is it um, is it a squared circle ring or is it a <laughs> eight well, sided? it is and again this might not be accurate so so open up don't even put a bit of salt unscrew the top of salt like it's fucking april fool's day and just dump it out <laughs> the rumor is this will be a five-year deal between okay. AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery worth somewhere between 1.1 and 1.2 billion dollars. That's a it's a fair chunk of change right there, buddy. That would put them <laughs> at over 200 million dollars a year for television rights. Okay. Which is about <clears throat> what WWE got for SmackDown granted 4 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So 
at its core, if this is true, if this is accurate, if this is real, if this is what's actually occurring, because I've also seen some speculation, uh, Brian Alvarez on uh, on Wrestling Observer Live on Friday, he put he he didn't put any stock into the the numbers that have been said. Mm-hmm. He was saying a multiple year deal worth three to four hundred million, which per year. No, no, or no. A total. In totality, which oh, would wow. be uh, a, a not very significant jump at all. Um, so he's playing say, it very conservatively. And yeah. let's be honest, Brian has better connections than most people who say these sort of things. But if it's accurate, this is a massive, you know, if the, the uh, billion dollar. Yeah, sure. Is accurate, yeah. This is a massive jump up for AEW. Oh, yeah. Uh, the original oh, deal in 2019 was literally just a we'll pay for production deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, basically they, they did a uh, split on advertising and all of that, but it was production cost covered. So it was, quote unquote, free for AEW, but it wasn't handling their ongoing costs like contracts right. or anything like that. January 2020, what timing, but January yeah, right? 2020. <laughs> Warner Brothers, or at the time Turner Sports, Turner Networks, decided, all right, we're throwing that in the trash. We're going to sign you to a four-year deal. Yeah, we'll pay you. And it was roughly $45 million a year. Okay. Not four to five, $45. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could be looking at a, a 5x increase. What's worth noting, though, is there have been two subsequent deals where we didn't have like monetary figures laid out. Because the 2020 deal was just, we're locking you in for four years, we're paying you, and that's what made, you know, Triple H lose all his power in NXT and all that shit. <laughs> there was a deal at the beginning of uh, 20, oh, sorry, uh, it was middle of 21, mm-hmm. where they got Rampage. Don't know how much more money that was worth. Right. And then the beginning of 22, when they moved the show from TNT to TBS, TBS, they basically paid additional money of like, our bad, sorry, we're moving your network. And then they gave them the deal for Battle of the Belts, a show that I assume is never coming back again. (laughs) So I don't know if it's as big an increase, but it's, again, on paper – if this is accurate, if this is real, this is more money than like WCW made. This yeah. is more money than like anyone not called WWE has ever made on television rights. Like in America, in America. Um, as far as I can look at it, like this, this is exactly what Tony Khan set out to do. Yeah. Four years ago. And just, you know, had this vision of what, a, a rival brand could be and what, you know, long-term they could do as a business. Yeah. And as a five-year plan, he's a year ahead of schedule. <laughs> exactly. As they say. And, uh, hey, uh, shout out for uh, Warner Brothers Discovery apparently opening up the pocketbook to go, all right, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I mean, they've been a pretty consistent – Ratings getter yeah. for uh, for them. So you can you know. certainly argue like there were millions of people who watch WCW every week. Yeah, but that and, was a different time. It's, right. That's but a whole different argument. AEW now, if they get a million, like people yeah. are dancing in the streets. Sure. So 
it is a very different time, but like anyone who throughout any of this process has said it's over in a year, they were wrong. And oh, yeah. who had said, you know, oh, Tony's just spending his dad's money and it's going to blow up one day. I'm sorry. It's like they're set. Like now, now it becomes not just a rival in terms of creative freedom, being able to do more as a professional wrestler, all of that. They have money they can play with. Mm-hmm. Anyone is on the table. It, it's no longer this idea of like, okay, you know, I know WWE is offering you a million a year. We can do 500 million a year, but like you can do Twitch and you can do whatever. And you'll like wrestling here more. Yeah. Which undoubtedly was the pitch two years ago. Yeah. But now they could probably go to anyone they wanted and match, if not beat the deals that WWE is putting out there. And hopefully if that's the case, they're, um, they have a discerning taste in who they approach. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I do not want to see a Bill Goldberg Neither in AEW. I. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't want to see Edge in AEW. Apparently that, that almost happened a few years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean. Now, granted, there's been some scuttlebutt that much like uh, a Randy Orton he was putting feelers out there and, sure. and trying to get numbers and be like, Hey Vince, look, yeah. you know, well, as flush as uh flush with cash as uh, WWE is right now. That's right. a smart play. Right. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. There's definitely people I don't want to see come over. Yeah. Um, but there are def- also people that I would love to see come over, you yeah. know, it's, it's, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. And God, what a fucking, what a, what a year. I mean, from, July to now. Yeah. You know, Vince McMahon was gone from professional wrestling <laughs> <laughs> last year where he weaseled his way back in. Right. Which is what separates us from the animals. Except the weasel. Except the weasel. Of course. <laughs> the weasel, of course, being Bobby the Brain Heenan. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, I thought he was that... a guy on HFS back in the late 90s. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Very specific joke. Yeah, very, very specific joke. <laughs> made made just a pop very, Marty. <laughs> made me very happy. Um, uh, you know, between this and Wembley and, and everything else, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they definitely kind of ate shit this past weekend with the house shows that they booked. Oh, really? Just bad attendance? Uh, each venue. Now, granted, they were in the star-studded, massive locales of, uh, let, let's see what we have here. Uh Paducah, Kansas. Friday night was in Corbin, Kentucky. Never even heard of that. Is that Barron's hometown? I don't believe so. And then last night was in Salem by God, Virginia. I didn't even know there was a Salem in Virginia. Okay. so I'm not good at geography. They they were running like three, four thousand capacity venues and both looked like unless there was a, a big run up at the end, about fifteen hundred in each. So mm. not mm. not amazing. I mean it's a it's a busy holiday weekend, you know, all the mother lovers out there. <laughs> but at its core, this will be a fallback. Like it doesn't matter how many people are in the arena. 
Right. Yeah. If they're making two hundred million a year off of TV rights alone, and that's just in the U.S. Yeah. Like they're set. I mean, and plus, you know, the gates on other shows, pay per views, Wembley, you know, mm-hmm. Dynamites. Some have been doing better than others. Yeah, like uh, this past Wednesday in, in Detroit, which we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. That crowd was pretty big and pretty super hot. hot. Yeah. Uh, apparently at, at the end of the night, uh Tony uh said some said some joke about how great they were and blah 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 and the crowd chanted PPV, PPV, PPV. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Well, you know, you guys keep showing up like this, it's probably gonna happen. So Nice. That's nice. a note for Baltimore, by the way. Baltimore crowds have historically sucked for wrestling. Yeah. Well, it, in the modern era. The, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. The WCW, well, I'm not talking about Great American Bash era. Yeah, that that era w- was fantastic. Yeah. Um. Well, hopefully people show up at uh, at the uh, DC date next month. We'll see. I will not. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're working. Yeah. You have a trivia game. Yeah. Make that money, brother. But for as big as that was, we had a very, very big dynamite, including some major twists and turns on the road to double or nothing. Uh, They basically said right from the top that it was a pay-per-view caliber card on television, and it definitely delivered. Yeah, they said that multiple times throughout. Uh, But yeah, some big marquee matches uh, and angles Mm -hmm. happened on the show. It It was a very good dynamite. Yeah, and it, it kicked off strong with the double Jeopardy match between Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli and Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion Ray Fenix. Chris, this has been a match I've wanted ever yeah. since Claudio was a free agent. Yeah. Like, on paper, if you asked me what would a dream match of mine have been, it would have been up there, but I just didn't think it was possible. Sure. But in the past year, of course, Claudio released from WWE. He uh, joins uh, AEW slash Ring of Honor. It looked like it was a possibility. And I got to say, for me, this absolutely delivered in spades. This was everything I wanted out of these two going against each other. Yeah. I mean, you have <clears throat> you have one of the premier high flyers in the world against one of the premier strongest bases in the world. It's it's just an, uh, a recipe for, for magic. And uh, both of these guys... As the yeah. chant goes, fucking yes. delivered. It was a blast. Yeah. Uh, Claudio is just such a beast. Mm-hmm. And just the way he was picking up and throwing and flinging and catching. And catching. Yeah. When he caught the tope. I mean, obviously, Ray slowed down for the tope. Right. But still, that is yeah. an incredible feat of strength. Yes. And uh, Ray Fenix definitely seemed to be like, okay, I know everybody really likes Vikingo and Commander right now, but I'm going to remind you why I fucking roll. Yeah. Uh, the the run across the barricade, yeah. especially knowing that their barricade isn't like the WWE style sort of flat top barricade. Right. That it is a tradition, though it has a fabric covering, it's a traditional just like you know, guardrail, th- thin guardrail. Yeah. The fact that he was able to do that and do that so well was mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, in short, I was Alex Abrahantes in my living room while watching this match. I was just <laughs> losing my mind and I was super stoked for everybody. And I kept raising a microphone in the air for no goddamn discernible reason. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, the downside of this match, I guess yeah. Phoenix lost. I yes. mean, which he should have yeah, in this situation. Two. 
But the upside of the downside is that now Claudio and a partner of his choosing get to fight the Lucha Bros. So yes. now we get Claudio versus Penta uh, in in some way uh, right. to happen. So my assumption is it's going to be Yuta and it'll probably sure. be at the um, I mean, next. I was going to say the next pay-per-view, but if the, the timeline is the same, that wouldn't be till July. So that... That feels a bit mm. lengthy, but who knows? I mean, maybe. They'll, yeah, I'm not sure how often they're doing tapings every month. Um, I think they taped for like a month and a half last okay. weekend. So right. uh, it, it's certainly possible. Uh, they didn't do anything to sort of indicate the match or, or run the match uh, in, in the tapings last weekend. Right. So. Well, I, I, what I, what, what did jump out at me is the, the Ring of Honor. I think I guess it was a show that aired this past Thursday. Yes. Eddie Kingston is in Ring of Honor the day after Excalibur wishes Eddie Kingston well on his hernia recovery. Right, right. Well, <laughs> he 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 does. Well, I, I I didn't watch the show, but he did address uh, at, at in the live uh, version of it. He addressed like. I'm going to be out for six weeks. Okay. Hernia surgery. So gotcha. Uh, if, if it wasn't addressed on television, I'm sure ring of honor television, it'll be addressed real soon. But yeah, I, I just, like, I just saw a tweet about it and I was like, that's hysterical. Yeah. There's, there's continuity stuff like that. I, but is, it's unavoidable when you tape, right. you know, I understand. Right. So anyway, Alpamere water slide, Ricola bomb, get the finish. Awesome match. Yeah. Absolutely adored it. And it's one of those matches where if you ask me, they go back to the well anytime. Yeah, yeah. Um, best of seven. I mean, Claudio, known for his best of seven series. Yeah, so. let, let's run it back. Let's do it. I, I know Fennec just did one, but let's do it again. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> then we go backstage and we got a pair of sneakers. And I'm like, uh, okay, whose who's fucking feet is this? Yeah, I was like, and those they, are some diesel calves. Is that Johnny Hungy? <laughs> and they zoom out. And then the camera kept going up, so yeah. it wasn't Johnny Hungy. And it was fucking Miro. Right? Will Washington did it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> One week on the job, he's making miracles happen. Yeah, hey, um, let's go. Or realistically, 50 of that $200 million is going directly to Miro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I love Miro, but. No, no, I don't think that's what it is. But it is <laughs> It is kind of funny that, you know. I, I recognize they were doing it for storyline and undoubtedly it's going to be, look, there's so many people. We need another show. Yeah. Um, it, it is kind of funny. It's like, oh, Warner Brothers Discovery has opened the pocketbook up. Here comes Miro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, so, if you're good at something, don't do it for cheap. So uh, Renee Paquette's like, what are you doing here? And he just stares at her and goes into Tony Khan's office. Miro yeah. clearly hasn't been at the show in a while. Because he wouldn't know that Tony Khan's at Gorilla right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, Both times when the, that happened, I was like, well, you yeah. guys are dumb. Yep. So in kayfabe, <laughs> Miro and later Thunder Rosa, both yeah. idiots. Yep. Uh, then we had a, the first of four video packages where the four pillars were putting themselves over yeah. for the double or nothing match. For Brother. This was MJF, who uh, described each member of the pillars like the Beatles and called yeah. himself Paul. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, that's, which I thought was a great vehicle for a promo. I loved yes. it. Uh, and what I thought was interesting, especially as the rest of the promos went, he was the only one who did not have a pre-existing AEW legend putting him over. Oh yeah, everyone right. else did. Yeah, not MJF. I didn't, I didn't think about it that way, but you're correct. 
So I mean, who, you, there oh. wouldn't have been anybody to to do it, right? Yeah, because Cody's gone, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they that can't put Punk something. on TV yet. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they mentioned him though. I mean, he, oh, he was they, mentioned by name in the yes. promo. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting. I, I'm I don't know if that's going to lead to anything, but I just thought it was interesting that there yeah. wasn't anyone to really be like, oh yeah, he's really good. Um. So then we had a video package putting over the John Moxley Kenny Omega feud, which had started on show number one, not just Dynamite number one, yeah, Double or Nothing twenty nineteen. Yep, yep, Vegas. FTR comes to the ring and they invited out their friend Mark Briscoe. They wanted to apologize to him for everything going on with these assholes, but instead, these assholes show up. Uh, Sanjay Dutt demands an answer to the double or nothing challenge from the week before. Um, Harwood says he'll accept it if you admit to using Mark Briscoe to get to them. Uh, Sanjay Dutt denies everything and out comes Mark Briscoe to a very big reaction. Yeah, which, which is lovely to see. Yeah. Uh, and then he cuts an absolutely hysterically verbose promo. <laughs> <laughs> about... The idiot savant, uh, Mark Briscoe. <laughs> yes. I love it. As long as you don't make him a vintner, I think we're on the right track yes. here. Uh, but he tells everyone they need to relax, and he says, hey, you know what? Tony Khan gave me some news. You're going to have to match a double or nothing, and I'm the special guest referee. I really, really hope he refs wearing a t-shirt with Sharpie lines on it just a white sleeveless shirt oh yes that would be amazing um but uh mark briscoe said hey you know what let's let's go ahead and and uh have a toast on it pulls out the tequila hands out some cups sandra dutt missed missed the tequila easy for me to say right into the eyes of dax briscoe tries to to keep the peace they start brawling and a blinded Dax, just on instinct alone, goes, you know what the move to do in a brawl is? A pile driver. When I can't see? Yeah, a pile driver. <laughs> yeah, this was a very sports entertaining uh, segment, yeah. which, you know, I mean, it, it, it gets it gets the story where it needs to be, but I, I didn't love it. Yeah. So then uh, Renee Paquette was backstage with Chris Jericho, asks uh, how he's doing after Adam Cole got the best of him last week. And uh, in a bit that I'm sure has absolutely nothing to do with anything going on in AEW backstage, he indicates that Adam Cole has made this an unsafe work environment and says that if uh, if uh, I'm in the arena, Adam Cole can't be here. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's some curious timing there. Roddy Strong pops up, having shown that not a single day of promo class in the, <laughs> in the PC worked out for him. Calls Chris Jericho oh delusional. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The man can't speak very well, but he can kick a motherfucker in the chest oh, really yeah. hard. Yeah, and no, it hurts. Uh, you, you will understand this, especially now that you're playing D&D. He maxed out certain stats. Yes. <laughs> and decided yes. to not fucking bother with any others. Yeah. Um, but he says, uh, you know what? Why don't we have a Falls Count Anywhere match? And Chris Jericho says, you know what? Damn right we will. Next week to the live crowd booing Jeers. very audibly. Yeah. Um, 
Jericho says, you know what? You better be careful what you wish for because I have an army. And Roddy Strong says, hey, you know what? I know lawyers, too. Mark Sterling getting all the bonuses this week. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, working both sides here. Hands a contract over that says that the JAS are banned from the arena next week. This match goes outside next week, right? Yeah, got to. Like, I, I assume it goes in the parking lot. Neither Let the JAS. Let me get a full West Side Story <laughs> snapping <laughs> shit down. Or, or like the Beat It Night fight or like something like that. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm for it. Especially if, if it's Adam Cole uh OC and Bandito. Bandito doing the, the snaps is yeah. glorious. Or I want uh Matt Menard with bottle empty bottles on his fingers and he clangs <laughs> them together and says <laughs> Roddy, do you want to know what makes my nipples hard? Come <laughs> out and play yay. Excalibur recaps the fact that Miro showed up and yeah. uh, they throw it back to Renee Paquette who is waiting outside of Tony Khan's office for answers, proving Renee Paquette also dumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because he wouldn't still be in there, right? No. Like, he, she had to have missed him. Yes. Uh, unless there's a, a back uh, back door huh, in maybe. that office, maybe. maybe. But uh, Thunder Rosa shows up, of all people. Yeah, and she says certainly uh, a choice. Tonight's the night to get answers, and goes into Tony Khan's office. Now, uh-huh. they then went pitcher and pitcher. Big Swole went into the office. Eva Lee <laughs> went into the office. <laughs> Cody Rhodes popped up. I just, yeah. it was it was wild, man. Oh, big big Swole put her phone down and stopped tweeting for a couple minutes. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do that, okay. Had a baggie of her weed for Tony. It was a, it was an olive branch. She sells her own weed now, huh? Her own oh, brand of weed. You, do you not remember that? That that was one of the things she should talk Tony. He's like, you smoke all my weed. No, I don't remember that <laughs> yeah, part, yeah. but that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, Joey Janela. Uh, everybody. Tony knows. seems like a guy who doesn't buy his own weed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he probably pays people back, but he definitely isn't the one to get it. Yeah, no, no doubt. He'll definitely um, smoke the hell out of it, though. So we had a video package Guilty. with Semi Guevara talking about how he is uh, going to win the world title match, double or nothing. Yeah. He gets put over both by Chris Jericho and his wife, Ty Conti, who, after being featured so prominently on their reality show, is reduced to just popping up like this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We had the aforementioned Tony Khan promo where he's talking about, you know what? Tonight's one of the strongest dynamite shows we ever had. Let's go. Jerry Seinfeld um, was there too. <laughs> What's the deal with Wembley Stadium? Why hey. are there so many seats? I don't know, but we sold them all out. Suck my balls. <laughs> Your Jerry Seinfeld sounds more like Alf. <laughs> like Alf. <laughs> hey, Willie. What's the deal with Melmac? <laughs> Why do we eat cats? <laughs> I'm back in pog form. I don't know. This is the extent of my elf. I watched it back in the day, but I was a wee, but a wee child. You know what? If if you enjoyed Alf on any level, don't Google how much of a nightmare that show was to make. Oh, just the Alf character was just uh, just a uh, you know a diva. Uh, apparently, for, the, uh, the puppeteer was a pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, and there's a massive curse. I'm sorry. Like, oh, oh, the what was? The, the puppeteer puppet are you, uh, what are you are you trying to are you wait are you alf wasn't real 
Arch Cassidy defeated Daniel Garcia in an international title match. I thought this match was fantastic. I had a great time with it. Danny, uh, Daniel uh, uh, Garcia is such a little shit. Yeah. And I love him for it. Yeah. Like, I just want to I just want to reach into the TV and just just backhand him all the time. <laughs> like, he's just such a sniveling little shit. Uh, in retrospect, I was I was kind of disappointed at the time that he didn't join up with Brian. And now as BCC or heels, it would make more sense. But yeah, him, you know, as much as I am over the, the JSS or JAS, um, they <laughs> the, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yes, they uh, he fits in really well with that group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it really has given him so much more of a dynamic personality. Uh, yeah. And again, broken record. Orange Cassidy International title defense is absolutely fucking rule. I mean, OC is trying to get that worker of the year award and he is earning every bit of it right here week after week. I mean, he is putting in the fucking work. But uh, we got the crucifix pin for the uh, for the finish. So he sneaks out another one. And w- what I love and it's just a subtle little thing. But as soon as like the the hand hit three and OC releases the pin, they like kind of get a glimpse of of Garcia's face. And he's like, this motherfucker, you got to be <laughs> fucking kidding me. And it's just such a natural reaction to yeah. that sort of thing happening. Yeah. I just I loved it. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, as they always say, it's the little things that really make. Yeah. Uh, the the great workers greater and, yeah. and stuff like that, that if you look at when he first came in. He didn't really have like he had yeah. skill. He had raw potential, but yeah. he's, he's definitely putting it together. We had a recap of the uh, Hikaru Shida uh, return from last week in Baltimore. Outcasts make fun of the fact that Shida's back in Japan. I don't know why they're making fun of it, but they were. Uh, I didn't know that Shida was like a, le- a legit actress. Yes. Yes, she is. This Which is, reminds uh, me. Thank you. Thank you, RJ City, for breaking this to me. Hey, EW. Even for its whirlwind dunking on our state last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the episode with him and Sheeta, 10 out of 10. Yeah. So curious to see how today's episode with Thunder Rosa goes. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I saw that thumbnail and I went, ooh, I, I can't do that this early. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll get to... <laughs> it's like it's like putting yourself into a hot bath. I just got to <sighs> yeah. take my time with this. Uh, anyway. Click on, six... click on subtitles and then uh, hit play. <laughs> Six woman tag set for next week. <laughs> Christian Cage comes out to address Wardlow in the TNT Championship. Man, they fucking hate Christian. Yeah, Detroit uh, hates Christian. Did something happen there, or is this just? I have know, no idea. Did, did he like you know defecate on a, a, a statue of uh, Cecil Fielder or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of another Fielder prominent Detroit person. <laughs> I was going to go Prince Fielder, but I mean, he's still kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't think they have statues of Prince Fielder yet. They probably definitely have one of Cecil, Cecil Fielder. Uh, Henry Ford. I don't know. Did he uh, did disgrace the name of Henry Ford or Motown or something like that? I don't know why. I, I was Cecil waiting Fielder to find out that Motown. like Christian did the thing that they that they used to do with MJF at the live shows, especially when he's getting over his face. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, they had like a pre-tape erate. where he just motherfucked the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about anything like that. They just hated this dude. I will say, though. The bit that was kind of entertaining as a as a watcher of this and seeing a guy who is typically so unflappable as a a an interview, uh, he definitely toward the end was just like fuck, I got to pull up and get out of this. Yeah, but he there was had a, a moment, a stumble or two. Well, one stumble in particular. Yeah, 
when he said that Wardlow found a father figure in Arn Anderson who's looking for a son himself. I know he meant Brock and I yeah. know he probably was like, OK, I'm, I'm going to say that and then talk about Brock because he did. Arn's other son just died. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Like a month and a half ago or whatever. And, and you could see him in real time go, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he apologized. Oh, undoubtedly. It was Undou- definitely he's a, he's a pro he... and a half. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as we kind of like groan sometimes when, you know, Christian gets inserted into prominent things. Because yeah. much like the Hardys, why are we doing this this many years on? Right. Uh, he's, he's a great promo. And yeah. I'm sure just was one of those things where he was like. Oh fuck! <laughs> that, yeah, that that means two things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it was very interesting just to see him in real time go, uh, 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 and then have to kind of like pull up. Yeah, we had the video package about Darby, where Sting put him over. By the way, Chris, did you hear Darby plans on climbing Mount Everest next year? Yeah, I saw that. Wish him the best of luck with that. Yeah, I'll put I don't. him. In a lexicon of professional wrestlers who have done that alongside, do you know who, Chris? Oh, wow. Uh, has there been only one other? Uh, that I'm aware of. Um, wow. Is this person still alive? Yes. Okay. Uh, is this, was this, let's play 20 questions here. Was this person a uh, former world champion? Yes. Okay. Uh, in WWE? Yes. Okay. That's three. That's three. All right. Um, let's see. Who the fuck could it have been? They're alive. Okay. Um, are questions to ask? Were they ever intercontinental champions? To your knowledge? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Climbing Mount Everest. Do they like to smoke weed? To your knowledge? not that I'm aware of. Okay. All but right. they That's did have people. You know what? I'll give you this. They, yeah. they were involved in a sports energy drink with a similar name to weed. A sports energy drink? Were or is? Uh, were. I don't believe it's still on the market. Huh. Uh, I am not familiar. You're not talking about Stacker 2, the world's strongest fat billionaire, are you? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> that counts as a question. That's fine. Yeah. That'd be five. <laughs> go with five on that um was this person a world champion in the 90s no were they a world champion in the 2000s uh if it was it was very late okay so they were world champion in the 80s then no 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 no. what i'm saying is oh it would have been the late 2000s okay early 2010s gotcha 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 okay wow i'm trying to think of trying to go through my head of former world WWF world champions here. So it's been Roman Reigns for like 20 years. So that really makes it tougher. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Fuck. I don't know, man. I'm not going to get there. Uh, not, or are they Canadian? Uh, they are not Canadian. Um, They're decidedly not Canadian. Okay. All right. So I don't think it was Shawn Michaels or Triple H to climb Mount Everest. Uh, you said they don't like weed, so it's not RVD. Definitely couldn't have been Big Show. Um, 
Eddie Guerrero had uh, passed by that time, so that wasn't him. Edge is Canadian. He's out. Why can't I think of... It definitely wasn't JBL or Kane or Undertaker, to my knowledge. Um, I'm not in the right era. I know this. I'm getting there, though. What if I told you you said the name? Did I really? Yes. It was one of those people I just said? One of those people you just said it wasn't. Oh, no shit. Um... I'll, I don't know. I, did Sean have one eye looking towards Tibet and one eye looking towards <laughs> fucking the Leaning Tower of Pisa? No, yeah. but what if I told you this man once employed Sean <laughs> Michaels when Sean Michaels was broke? Employed Sean Michaels when Sean Michaels was broke? Was in Shawn Michaels? Oh, in kayfabe. Um, I don't, I don't even remember what I Just tell me the answer. I'm JBL. I'm, uh, Really? Climbed Mount Everest. What a cuck. And he was one of the people who uh, invested in a sports energy drink called Mama Joanna. That tracks. Which is why I said, not a weed guy that I'm aware yeah. of, but huh. was involved with something with a similar name. Wow. JBL, JBL climbed Mount Everest. So JBL and Darby Allen. And sadly made it down alive. That's a bummer. <laughs> what a pity. Of all the lives you've taken, Everest, you couldn't have taken that one. So, so Julia Hart and Anna Jay had a no-holds-barred match. And what these women learned, and let it be a lesson to anyone who is having a no-holds-barred match. If you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. Just legit beat the shit out of each other for a while. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be, uh, you know, a proven track record. Yeah. Like, these were good three quarters legit strikes and hits between these ladies. They beat the piss out of each other. A couple tough bumps on some chairs and stuff, too. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thoroughly sports entertained during this match. Maybe cracked cracked rib or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, still on the uh, anti Julia Hart train, Chris. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. Yep. Sure am. So although I'm very much pro Anna Jay's uh, um, fat ass uh, in a bad attitude shirt. Eat. The first part. Oh, okay. <laughs> Note self. Buy that for Chris and this year's Rough House Secret Santa. <laughs> Secret Santa. <laughs> Two of us, brother. <laughs> I said what I said. Justin ain't giving us a Robert Steakhouse guy. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker. Renee Paquette was then backstage with best friends Bendito and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy says, you know what? I think there's room for three more titles in my backpack. Cute. Renee Paquette asked what the stipulation is for the House Rules match because the House Rules match has four rules that there's a 20 count. Uh-huh. Uh, no rope breaks. No rope breaks. Spooky lighting. They're allowed to have DQs. <laughs> and then... The challengers put in a stipulation. Which is fun, yeah. And their stipulation was, no spooky witches ringside. Yeah, no spooky broads. Which, you know, I, I don't I don't blame Trent for throwing that one out, but considering the fight she was just in, I don't know if she was going to be there anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, she's supernatural, so she could just cast a spell and uh, give herself a healing potion and then, uh, you know, roll for initiative and maybe roll back, come back out there. Wow, you're, you're just going all in on this. And it and it tracks, that. given that I'm pretty sure the House of Black, House of Black. is really just Malachi Black DMing his own wrestling career. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. sure he's got stat sheets for everybody. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, anyway, as uh, best friends and Bandito walk out to the ring, that leaves Renee Paquette and Orange Cassidy at the microphone for a moment. And uh, OC just says, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and he says, me too. Yeah, that was, that was a cute little the, moment. The OC Renee on-screen relationship is thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. So then we had House of Black against House the best Black. the best amigos. Best amigos, see. Yeah, uh, in an open house match for the trios titles. Uh, first things first, did you notice they have uh, redesigned in color scheme the trios titles now that House of Black have them? I did not notice that, no. They used to be uh, gold and black. Now they're silver and black, so they just look hmm. really monochromatic. I think it actually looks better this way. Okay. But uh, it definitely adds to the, the spooky vibes. And... For the presentation, if you didn't see this, it basically looks like a 1970s wrestling show. Yeah. Because it's a big spotlight on the ring. Everything else lighting-wise is off. But the, to make it spooky, they have, like, the House of Black, like, flame flickers on yeah. the, uh, the Contron. Yeah. And uh, the, the video screens <laughs> going around the arena. Like um, Probably the least annoying... Pro wrestler has special lighting visual gimmick I've seen in a long time. Yeah, because it's not like a bright red or, you know, a Punjabi prison or something else that's very yeah. distracting to the eyes. But uh match was super fun. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Uh more Brody and Bandito, please. Yes. Uh thousand times yes. Yeah. Um, but uh of all people, would you guess Chuck Taylor was the one who took the fall on this one? No. <laughs> the Kentucky hit. gentleman himself? <laughs> Gets hit with the Dante's Inferno and House of Black retain the belts. Backstage, we see Orange Cassidy laid out at the feet of someone who is holding multiple titles from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it's Kyle Fletcher who takes the moment just to say, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. And a Detroit crowd stares blankly at the screen. Yeah, and the (laughs) camera stayed on him for a hair too long. They were definitely expecting an oi, oi, oi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did not work out that way. Then we had the uh, fourth and final pillar highlight video talking about Jungle Boy Jack Perry, where even though he was his rival, Christian Cage is the legend putting him over in that one. <laughs> I uh, mean, you know, that's I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Uh, and for the fans of uh, uh, what was the name of that documentary? David Arquette can't. Be you can't kill. You David can't kill Arquette. David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, the backstage or the backyard ring of Jungle Boy made another appearance. Yep. In this video package. Yeah. Then we had the main event, which was a steel cage match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Who boy? I know that some people don't like the plunder and don't like the blood, but this was fan fucking tastic. I enjoyed it more than the match we saw in person. Ah, the, I, the I'm lights right there out with match. You. Yeah. Um, before the match can even start, we have a big brawl with Claudio and Wheeler uh, brawling with the young bucks, uh, including a Matt who has a brace on his arm for his injured bicep, just getting chucked off the stage. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then uh, we finally got everyone into the cage. So it was Omega Moxley punching the shit out of each other. Uh, we have a, you can't escape from Omega. That gets a two count. And then mm-hmm. Omega digs under the ring, which you can get to, it turns out while you're yeah. in a cage uh, and pulls out the barbed wire wrap steel chair, which became one of the big 
bleeding points for both competitors from that point. Some nasty spots with that bitch. Yeah. Uh, we had the chair thrown at Moxley's head by yeah. Omega. Yeah. Uh, we had a double stomp on it by Oof. Omega where yeah. it raked across the back of John Moxley. And then uh, Omega kind of fell on it too. Yes. Uh, and then uh, John Moxley throws Kenny Omega into the camera. Yeah. And smooches the camera right after. Loved it. <laughs> Who, the only by thing the way, we were missing was blood splatter. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. No blood splatter on the screen. Uh, I will say, special note during all of this, Brian Danielson was on commentary and having the time of his life throughout this match. Honestly, I mean, the two guys gave the, gave it their all in the ring, but yeah. the, the low-key MVP of that entire main event was Danielson on commentary. He, he like, picked his spots to come in mm-hmm. and, you know, reinforce everything that he was saying about John Moxley. Yeah. And the sheer level of gloat. Uh, yes. That was happening throughout and especially at the end was just hit the, the, the reaction face of Danielson uh, at the finish of the match was just. Mwah. Yes, I, I can't say enough good things. Well, speaking of that finish, after more violence and plunder, including a bag of broken glass. Yep. Being involved Ouch. and uh, the bo- I think it was the bottom rope. Uh, Top got- rope. Oh, yes, it was a top rope because that's what yeah. led to the, the V trigger. Top yeah. rope got unscrewed and the hook was put into the mouth of mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. Just as they were coming back from commercial, if I yes, remember correctly. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, we had a big moment where uh, Omega hits a V trigger on John Moxley and hit it so hard that they went through the wall of the cage in one of the craziest bumps I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, an, an all-timer of a spot. Yes. Uh, if that's not in every recap video or intro, yeah. uh, you know, montage forever in perpetuity, yeah. then there's an issue until one of those guys gets fired or quits the company, <laughs> I guess. I completely agree. <laughs> um, I will looks like, say – Looks like Omega landed right on the boys too. Yes. The the bit that was interesting is – because they showed it from a few different angles. Yeah. From the, the primary angle where basically it was uh, – from the outside of the cage, you get uh, a flying John Moxley at you at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like he just full on landed on his crotch, probably fucked up his leg. Yeah. There was one shot that they showed in the replay and I'm, I'm pointing this out more of a, it made me less worried, not a, Oh, the magic was exposed thing, but there was like a behind Kenny replay. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see after he did the V trigger, he had a moment where he then like hopped onto the the cage wall. Ah, so like okay. it was definitely more controlled than you would think. Nice. Nice. Well, he's um, a professional. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Mox was the first to recover. He grabs a screwdriver. Which is crazy. <laughs> yes. Don Callis comes into the cage, grabs a screwdriver from John Moxley. Omega hits the one wing angel, the most protected finisher in AEW history. Mm-hmm. And it continues here because we have one, two, and Don Callis drives the screwdriver into the head and face of Kenny by God Omega. Yeah. I mean, I definitely did not see this happening. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> at least on this show, they've been definitely seeding some, uh, some bits of doubt between the two. 
mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was going to fire off like this. I, I yeah. thought there was going to be a bigger uh, to do, maybe at the pay per view or something. Right. Like that. Well, but, they said that this was a pay per view on TV. Yes. So. And and we got the twist. Well, shame on us for not thinking it could happen. Yeah. Um. Now I don't know if this means Don Callis is with the BCC. I hope not. I will say that something that. Don Callis added to his profile on Twitter might tell you the direction this is going in. Okay. He added one simple word. Takeshita? No. No. Close. Okay. Brev. Oh, Osprey then. Yeah. Okay. He All has right. hired by Osprey. Hired by Osprey, or you know what? He was ringside at the Tokyo Dome, and we are about to be in Forbidden Door season. Maybe he saw the next god of professional wrestling that night in Tokyo, Hmm. decided to change his allegiance. But really, the best part of it was, as all this happens, they cut to Brian Danielson, who is having the time of his life. Just reveling in joy. Yes. Now, there was a rampage last night. But if a rampage airs in the woods, does anybody watch it? Yes. So really what I'm just going (laughs) to run into is tell you what's going to be happening this coming week on Dynamite instead, because that's what's really important. So it's going to be in Austin, Texas. Chris Jericho and Roddy Strong in a Falls Count Anywhere match with both the JAS and Adam Cole banned from the building. We've got the outcasts of Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho against Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Surprise, that's one of the matches, because I thought that was going to be a double or nothing. Yeah. Speaking of a match I thought was going to be a double or nothing, we've got Ricky Starks versus Jay White. Yeah. Maybe they're blowing that off already. Uh, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, will be going against Roosh, which should be awesome. Oh, that's a new announcement. I yep. missed that. Uh, that was uh, announced on... Uh, on Rampage. Rampage. Then we had a, 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 an edition of Semi Guevara will be in action, quote unquote. So a jobber. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense because he's an Austin boy. And uh, Don Callis will talk about his actions this past Wednesday. Address his actions. All that, and we are getting the huge announcement from AEW, whatever it may be. Huge. Huge. The biggest announcement you've ever seen. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Tony Khan is running for president in 2024. (laughs) You know what? Of the options? He's got my fucking vote. (laughs) Tony Khan 2024. Let's go. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Summertime is upon us, and that means it's vacation planning time. Wyatt Family Bayou Tours is here to show you the true meaning of the South, the true meaning of fear, and the true meaning of leaving home. You will be given a sleeveless flannel t-shirt. You will be hogtied with tire chains. 
you will be given a burlap mask to wear while riding in a canoe made of bones sailing down a river of blood from non-believers eventually reaching the Wyatt family plantation where you'll undergo days of hallucinatory torture, violent cult initiation, and an intercontinental breakfast. Upon passing out from unspeakable pain, the one and only savior, Beret Wyatt himself, will scream you back to consciousness, where he'll explain to you, through his actions, that he is not just the eater of worlds, but the destroyer of asses. You will also get a limited edition t-shirt that reads, Bray Wyatt destroyed my ass and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. For an extra $14.95, you can get a commemorative photo with the Wyatt family in Bray Wyatt's Nana's rocking chair in a beatdown shed with alligators guarding it. Wyatt Family Tours accepts only human flesh as payment and Diners Club cards. Don't bother signing up. We're already on our way to deliver you and that supple little ass of yours to Mr. Bray Wyatt. Head over to wyattfamilybayoutours.edu for more info. Wyatt Family Bayou Tours. He's coming for that ass.